hey, you fast internet in Thailand. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who, who, Strange, right? All right. Who would have thought that internet in Thailand is better than in Europe? Yeah, and much better than Australia. US was pretty All fast. Right? Yeah, Australia has incredibly slow internet. I don't know why. Really? <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't know. Oh, well, I was about to say I haven't experienced anything, any bad internet connection in Australia, but I never really use it for work. So I only use it to make people jealous on IG. So I never really worked with it. So, yeah. So Thailand, nice. Thailand 4.0. I'm telling you, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. So <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh be before we start and maybe i leave it in maybe i cut it out just as an fyi we had like this face this, this facebook live yesterday on with my faculty where like the teachers discussed current issues we talked about afghanistan and media literacy and whatnot and some of our students watched it <laughs> and or former students watched it and they complained that it, it wasn't spicy enough so with this in mind with this in mind, I'm trying to make this interview no more spicy. I hope that it works. What will happen in this podcast will shock you. <laughs> exactly. It will shock like, your children too. And, and crazy, crazy thumbnail of you screaming or something. That's that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> we can both scream and then that'll be the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe that, that's spicy enough for this for this generation now. Okay. Hey, before before I ask you questions and stuff, like how was the how was the trip? I mean, the flight and oh, everything. Flight was good. And yeah, it's kind of strange to hear people speaking Thai to me again after three months of being away from Thailand. Okay. But I mean, it's not, a, it's like three months isn't like long enough to, to lose it. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you're yeah. confused. Yeah. Or yeah okay. <laughs> what, what's been the coolest destination where you've stayed the past three months? Uh, definitely the latest place I stayed at in Turkey, which was in Seljuk. It's like a small countryside town. And we stayed at this okay. farm um, that has a gorgeous view of the mountain. And it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. And the owner, he owns like four hectare of farm in that area around the house. And he has walnuts and figs and um, olives and he makes his own cheese and he kept bringing us all the stuff every day like the most delicious figs i've ever seen although i'm kind of like i'm scared of figs since i watched a documentary about how they are always pollinated by a tiny wasps so oh, okay. there's always a dead wasps inside a fig but most of the time it disintegrates like the fig absorbs it <laughs> as nutrients so the warps okay. little warps go up the the butthole of the fig there's a little hole <laughs> and then it goes inside the figs and lay eggs and then the little new bugs flies out of the figs but then the mom dies in the fig but most of the time the figs get eaten the the warps get eaten by the figs so you don't see the insect anymore but sometimes you do <laughs> Huh. I'm not sure if I'm fascinated or disgusted. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But hey, anyways, welcome to Biology 101. <laughs> We're starting a biology podcast now. I like this. Like it goes yeah. into the butt of the thing. It's fantastic. Go find it on YouTube. <laughs> then from then on, every time you eat a fig, you check it first to see if that's a wall. Speaking, speaking totally off the rails already, but speaking of uh, 
how things are made and how 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 I know funny biology stuff. Uh, you know how vanilla used to be made, right? No, I do not. Huh. <laughs> apparently, that's that comes out of since we talk about, about buttholes. Apparently, that came out of buttholes of uh, beavers, like some. And then you would, I don't, I don't know the process anymore because I was so, I had to stop the video when I heard something. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> no more vanilla for it, you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't eat anything vanilla anymore. No? <laughs> so yeah. Okay. If, if we ever run out of ideas, uh, we're going to do this biology podcast, obviously. You can uh, do like the weirdest thing that you've ever heard that you actually eat or do every day or use every day. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to do anything anymore. You're not going. To... <laughs> terrible. Ah, oh, yeah. When I when I researched like how long is my foot gonna stay swollen after I stepped on the sea urchin, the results I saw like things that can happen after you step on a sea urchin. <laughs> what can happen with your foot? What can what can happen inside your foot? I don't want to see those things. So I did not. I did not read any further. I'm just hoping right now. So, n nature is disgusting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But you're still in the nature. When when are you gonna actually come back to to the city of angels or? Yeah. Are you gonna so after two weeks, because I have to stay in the sandbox for two weeks, mm -hmm. and then back to Bangkok, and I can finally see my tiny dog, which Aww. I miss the most. <laughs> Hey, last time you said you miss your gaming PC the most. Don't oh, lie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Although uh, my boyfriend Mark, he bought, he impulsed by a PS5 at the airport, so we've been gaming last night. <laughs> Fair enough. Which which games you playing? Um, Mortal Kombat and Control. Nice. Okay. That's cool. I understand it. That's cool. Is how's the latest Mortal Kombat? Is it like? Oh, the so, graphics so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's too realistic when, because, you know, in Mortal Kombat, you see the X-ray vision when the character gets killed. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, finish him and then you have like this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Crazy. Okay. Important question. So, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? What's better? Um, I don't think I've played Street Fighter. <laughs> Okay, now you're losing two next Maybe I Cut, you're out. Next, next, next guest coming in. You, you never, you never, you never you didn't use the Hadouken move. Oh my god! Huh. Okay. I think I, I've never actually owned a console, and then I played at friends' places, and they okay. had Mortal Kombat. Okay, fair, fair enough. Okay, la last nerd question. Then we move on to the actual topics. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna watch the Mortal Kombat movie? Did you watch the Mortal Kombat movie? I have not. Okay, no problem. Neither because it looks, it looks terrible. And Do I still qualify <laughs> for this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I also didn't watch it because I, I I feel I'm too old now for this. So that's that's just um, yeah. Okay, let's move on from feeling old to uh, feeling energetic and enthusiastic. Hopefully, <laughs> let's let's see how this goes. Um, so when I when I pre When I prepared, because that's of course what I do for this podcast, um, I thought about like asking you several thousand questions, um, and then I, of course, like what that's what I do, right? Stalking your IG. I mean, 
That's not what I do. It's what I do to prepare for podcast. That sounded weird. So when I prepare for podcast, I stalk, I check out, I research um, social media of my guests. There you go. Um, and I, I saw like the, the thank you. <laughs> and uh, headline tomorrow: University prof stalks girls on Instagram. Um, I saw they posted you about like the the, the uh, song that kind of brought you back into into uh, music. That's, I found this rather interesting. How how exactly like? Because uh, I mean, we known each other for like a while now, for like for a long time, from back when we were younger, and we met because I found your music back then. And then you didn't do music for a long time, and now you're going back into music. And now that post that said like, "Hey, what's your song that made you change your life or something?" So I'm just curious if there's like, can you explain a bit more like how this song made you go back into it? Yeah, um, it was actually two different things. And you didn't stalk me enough because if you did, you would know. It's a good sign, I guess, <laughs> that you're not a stalker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the two things that got me back into doing music, one was the song that I recently released a cover called Daydreamer by Aurora. And the other was an interview by um, Jordan Peterson, which I'll no. talk about in a little bit. And I think at, at that point when I listened to that song, I hadn't really done anything artistically creative for about six years because I used to do a lot of things like music, uh, drawing, painting, um, and acting. I was in musical theater when we met, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. and played in rock band. Um, so at that point, I was kind of focusing on a, traditional kind of climbing the corporate ladder type of career path that, okay, I have to uh, be well-known in the industry. I have to win clients and all that. And then I listened to this song, which talks about how um, I suppose I interpret it as a lot of people gives up their dreams of what they truly love to do, which is bigger than themselves to, um, as the lyrics of the song says, you become small talkers, street walkers, and not dreamers anymore. Mm -hmm. And it kind of hit home for me that, oh, I actually stopped doing things I really loved for this um, different career path, a different focus in life. Um, so that's what got me back. And also the melody of the song and the singer's voice, which is it sounds like childhood innocence like her voice has that kind of young childhood quality to it um so everything the whole experience of the song really hurts me hard <laughs> that mm -hmm. uh, yeah it really hits the point so that's one of the things that brought me back to music and the other thing i mentioned was an interview that jordan peterson who was actually my university university professor by the way i don't know if really? you know that yeah i took three courses with him awesome okay <laughs> in Where you U, triggered? U of toronto canada yeah so i i watched his interview with um i think a, a, an art director a director of a museum in canada um, as i'm talking these keep falling off <laughs> Okay, so in the interview, he was talking about people who are creative in the big five personality theory, because that's a dimension 
for people who are like more open to artistic creative ideas and he was saying if you are high on the creative trait you'd better mm-hmm. be creating otherwise you're gonna die like he literally said that you're gonna die and i was like oh that's true because <laughs> i think at that point i was um i wasn't doing well in the mental health department either and i i suppose If you're creative, you're more, um, you have more repressed things that you need to get out of you <laughs> than a lot of other people. So there yeah. were like more things that I buried and didn't express properly, I suppose. And doing mm-hmm. music again, like since I started making music again, I haven't felt depressed or anxious since. So it definitely worked. <laughs> okay, awesome. That's cool. I see. I still learn after years of knowing you. I still learn new things about you. You took classes with Jordan Peterson. That's yep. cool. I need to get you on our media podcast then, because I mean, I, I I listen a lot to Jordan Peterson because of his takes on political correctness, wokeness, and all those things. Um, yeah, so cool. But uh, I like also when you read Jordan Peterson books, right? Um, what I found for myself is uh, two things. A, I read it and I think, huh. That's not rocket science. So I, do, I, I shouldn't need an academic to tell me this. But then B, I, I realize I never think about it myself. So he's right. Like it's important that he mentioned those things because they are so obvious, yet you never think about it yourself. Like if you're creative, you got to create. It's like, yeah, right. Well, why don't I think about this myself? So it's good that like there are people like him out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And what I like about his books, the two recent one, The 12 Rules of Life and The... Mm-hmm. Beyond, beyond order yeah he has a lot of really good stories because he's an amazing storyteller so what people tend to remember including myself is the stories because the message is common sense right but then stories is what make people remember and when i'm in a certain situation i recall the stories that he tell and then i remember the lessons so it's not just like telling someone hey you should be doing this this is the good common sense people don't remember that but the story helps yeah yeah i agree yeah that's that's why i listen to his podcast um not always but frequently sometimes to be honest he's a little bit those podcasts are a little bit too too on the nose for me like realizing oh damn i need to change my whole life <laughs> i don't want to hear this now <laughs> Uh, don't tell me that <laughs> but you yeah, know it's, it's 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 like awesome inspiration and yeah the stories are great um also like i was really intrigued i did i never tried i was intrigued by his diet um i'm not sure if you're mm. familiar with what he did with the diet yeah like he, he, i don't know, think i um, want to try that diet because <laughs> I, I i think it's definitely well i mean if you don't have a health problems like him mm-hmm. and his daughter does then it's yeah. not really necessary or doesn't sound no. very pleasant to try <laughs> exactly yeah but it's just impressive that they that they pull it off and then like so religious religious religiously sticking to it uh, i think that's and if it shows the benefits then i mean all power to them so it's really just very interesting to me to see how people can like change their lives mm. willpower basically uh very very motivational podcast already here willpower changing your life and so on okay but Let's go away from Jordan Peterson and talk about you. Um, so then, then you, so you, you realize you don't want to die <laughs> and you, you want to create again after years away from uh, creativity. 
So then what's your first step? Because I assume thinking I want to create is one thing. Uh, like, I mean, most people could, could relate, like thinking I want to do something is easy, but then like, how do you start again? What, what was your process until you then released your single? Mm. I think for me, it's a, a bit different in, uh, I, I talk about this in another interview, which I guess you haven't stopped. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, so to summarize, uh, I, I found a new way of writing music that's more mm-hmm. true to my personality, I suppose, because I imagine music has to be very emotional. Like it's you pouring out your heart, your sadness, your breakup, your love for someone and things like that. And I think I would say that I am more logical than emotional and i try to write emotional music and it just feels wrong for me it feels like it's not real like it's it's i have to be more than i actually feel or write in a sadder way than i actually feel and things like that so when i realized i want to make music again i had this idea that i want music to be thought provoking instead of emotionally provoking i suppose because mm-hmm. i um like i question a lot of things i read a lot of philosophy and i want to have my audience a listener question how they're living their lives and whether that's meaningful to them through my music mm-hmm. as well because i also had have this theory that music can bypass your ego or your conscience mm-hmm directly into your subconscious or if you study psychology then unconscious or shadow side that you that's it's more like raw emotions and things you repress and not yeah like not the persona that you put mm-hmm. outside but yeah so with music can get if music can get through to that level of your subconscious and the message like the lyrics is something that make you think then maybe I can help people think about living meaningfully in a deeper level than if someone were to lecture them like, hey, you should be doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how did I go about creating, back to your question, <laughs> is that <laughs> I would first think of the message or the question that I want my listeners to think about. So each of the song has like its center questions or idea. Like the first song, To Win Will You Give Up, it's, well, literally the title. (laughs) (laughs) Like to win, to get to the top. Like I was kind of inspired by how I was focusing on the corporate ladder climbing, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Like if you were to get to the top, whether you were a ruthless CEO or a narcissistic dictator or politician, like are you willing to give up your humanity or your ethics Mm -hmm. Um, and my second song that's coming out later this month is called come on little human and it's basically question um how important is your ability to think critically and if it's so important then why is society teaching kids not to think critically Mm-hmm. Or not doing it enough and be more obedient, compliant, be pleasant and not disagree and ask important questions. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. the idea comes first, like the concept or the questions I want people to think about. Then the music that surrounds the lyrics as well as the music video is like the soundtrack and the movie <laughs> to help communicate those ideas better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm processing. Um, that makes sense to me how you explain it. Um, also, yes, I mean, uh, the first music video, uh, I mean, the, all the examples you gave, they are basically in the video, right? Like the climbing the corporate ladder and, and sacrificing and so on. Um, before I ask like more, I hope, deeper questions about the musical process, how much fun was it to shoot a video and just be crazy and kill people <laughs> and stuff like that? Yeah, it was really fun although really exhausting because we filmed Mm -hmm. two 12 hours straight two days of 12 hours straight of shooting and i was in every single scene so that was really Mm -hmm. exhausting but it's also fun to run around with sword and chasing all of my friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that looked really cool uh okay um since now that's out of the way um did do you did you keep the sword yeah, of course. I bought it for the music, <laughs> oh for the video, and also I thought mm-hmm. that, like, I I always wanted one. <laughs> so it's now on display at my place in Bangkok. <laughs> so you open the door first thing, you see a sword, and you're like, ah, I'm not coming in. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. I, I always thought because we kind of have a, a weird neighbor. So I I fantasize opening the door when the neighbor uh, flips out with a sword and be like, "Hi, how are you?" <laughs> nice, cool, with a creepy smile. Nice, that's cool. Okay, <laughs> fair, fair enough. All right, um, back. I just was curious. Okay, so back to the the musical questions, though. Um, so because. So I, I am also in the psychology and I, I teach some marketing psychology and stuff. So I understand what you're saying um, in regards to bypass the consciousness because, like, I mean, social media does this also in several ways with, like, colors and sounds and whatnot. So it makes sense that music can do this too, obviously. I have a question to the, in this regard, though, because you say you try to have more, like, logical lyrics, like, that challenge you, right? Like, rather than emotional but then if you then write the music, doesn't the music be more emotional like in regard to relate or to make the audience relate to it? You know what I mean? Like if I as an audience start thinking first, I might not accept your message. But if, I, if I'm if i like, that sounds cool. Huh? Or is it, is, it completely a diff- or is it completely wrong of me to think that? No, no, like, I think definitely. I mean? But al- although I would clarify that I meant not my own immer- emotions in a personal no, life yeah. sense that yeah that's what mm-hmm. i meant like i don't really want to be writing about emotions relating to my personal relationships mm-hmm. and all that but of course music like it's it's impactful that it makes you feel certain emotions and i think mm-hmm. there are ways to do it like you you mentioned colors in social media the site color psychology that certain colors mm-hmm. make people feel a certain way um, it's the same with music where certain sound inherently make people feel a certain way like anyone from any culture and there's research backing this up if you listen to a major chords then it feels happy if you listen to mm-hmm. a minor chords people can tell that it feels more sad or yes yeah, 
more depressing, I suppose. So there are ways that you can help build that emotions into that song. And through this, the first song that you've heard, uh, To Win, I wanted to sound, I wanted to sound very angry and anxious, which I think there are certain elements like, of music, like the chords and melody and the dissonance in the how it sounds can help build that up mm -hmm. and create that emotions for you. Because I think like soundtrack in movies does this all the time. And mm -hmm. that's what I think of my music, like the instrumental part too, that is the soundtrack for the message that I'm saying through the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Make, makes sense to me as well. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Um, when I listen to, to the, to that song, uh, It doesn't have like a this this happy ending feeling, right? I mean, obviously, uh, on on purpose with the message that that the, that the song is sending. Mm. So, is it is it like like how did you choose that this is the first song? Because I would assume that it would maybe get like more traction, but maybe it's also the target target audience. And let we can talk about this too. I would assume it might get more traction if it's like a happy go lucky like kind of thing, and people are like, oh yeah. Hmm. But I mean, that's clearly clearly not not your approach, not not your not your goal, right? Yeah, um, I, I so. mean, I definitely don't think that it's mainstream at all, <laughs> and I mm -hmm. don't expect it to be played on radio regularly. Because I don't know, I don't think it would be something that people want <laughs> to listen to regularly. Weirdly mm -hmm. enough, coming from the creator, because it's kind of a stressful song, right? <laughs> so you listen yeah. to it once, and maybe you. Like the chorus, the, that question to when will you give up everything, it's stuck in your ear. And like maybe when mm. you have a shower or you're cooking later on, you're like singing along and be like, hey, am I giving up things that I shouldn't be giving up? So I, I just expect people to, okay, listen to, to it once. Maybe it gets stuck in their brain and then they question um, if they should change themselves or things like that afterwards. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, it's not a... Oh, but strangely enough, you know, Spotify algorithm, it analyzes your song and mm -hmm. how, like, organize it. Um, there's, a, I think, five or six categories and there's, like, danceability, there's uh, happiness. And, of course, okay. my song is super low on happiness, but it got 70-something percent danceability, which is really okay. surprising. Like, wow. <laughs> so Spotify okay. thinks that my song's danceable too <laughs> i mean i'm a terrible dancer but i i would not know how to dance to your song <laughs> yeah i'm not sure either maybe like some kind of tribal around the fire pit kind of dance <laughs> sword swinging <laughs> swing a sword <Yeah>. around <laughs> okay that's interesting yeah like like I, i showed you the screenshot right like after i listened to to you on on youtube a few times then youtube suggests similar artists um like lord and Camilla Cabello, or however you pronounce it. Uh, have you had a chance to check her out? Because you said you don't know her. Uh, yeah, not yet. I've okay, it's the it's the, the Havana girl, like the ah. girl seems like Havana. So I, I also wonder how YouTube came up with like. I that I, I actually know. Well, I know on Spotify, but I don't know if YouTube is the same. I assume mm. it does. Is that um, it checks what people listen to after they listen to your song. Okay. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of 
analyze your listeners' behavior and see mm. the song that they usually listen to, usually after playing your song, and then it right. thinks that that's similar to your song. So they're stalking <laughs> you. Yes, okay. I think I think YouTube in this case, I think they might just check what the average audience listens to, like those people that listen to you, like you're in a persona group, I, I assume. Because I, I definitely don't listen to those artists, never have actively. So that must be like kind of like, okay, you listen to her, other people who listen to her also like. So I, I, I would assume this is what, what YouTube does. I, I just found it interesting that they compared you or put you like in a, in a pot with like those, those artists there. But speaking of artists to be compared to, <laughs> everyone's going to ask this. I never asked you though, so I'm going to ask you now too, even though you probably answered this question a million times, like which artists do influence you? <laughs> Because I never asked you that. Right. Maybe you did before, but I, like in, in, in our very first before. interview. Yeah. Um, definitely Aurora, the mm -hmm. one that I recently did the cover. Um, and who else? I really love FKA Twix. He's a British okay. artist that does a lot of weird music and really mm -hmm. meaningful music video. Okay. Um, I I liked a lot of rock music. One of my mm -hmm. favorite was 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, because okay. I think the lyrics is always meaningful and makes you think yeah. about your life as well. That's mainly why. Are they still around? I haven't heard from them in a while. I don't think so. Probably. Maybe they're taking a hiatus. Jerry um, Leto too busy with the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So influenced by rock. Me, me too. I, I had like this one rock band, like Beyond Apollo was pretty cool. Back oh. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They uh, only had four songs, unfortunately. <laughs> Gone too soon. Um, hmm, I'm trying to find like a smooth segue, but because um, for me right now, we you know it's difficult because we, we talk so much privately. Now I have to think like, what did I ask you in an interview that I, that I, that, 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 that I published back then and what did I just ask you privately so I don't like mix things up but right. I know that like when, when we talked right you said like the Thai market even though we we're both in Thailand you said like the Thai market might not necessarily be like your target yeah um, I kind of doubt they listen to this kind of song even mm -hmm. the US market I don't think this is the type of song they listen to in the US but I think that UK because I I was running a few ads um, mm -hmm. that I talked to you about and I targeted the UK and Russia because I think they are cynical enough to, <laughs> to like the stuff I, I write. And okay. also um, a lot of people, well, not a lot, a handful of people has told me that my video, is, uh, my song and my video um, is really dark, except... Mm -hmm for friends from the UK and Russian. Okay. So I assume that <laughs> they would probably like it. <laughs> okay. okay, stereotyping here. Okay, they like dark stuff. Okay. Now, uh, what, what's the result so far? Like, what are you seeing so far? What, do you see some traction? Um, one of my ads did, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I wanted to say it did well-ish, but then when I compared to the stats, like I was posting, 
I'm in this music marketing group on Facebook that people share mm-hmm. knowledge and all that. And I was asking, hey, like, what's your stat for advertising? What does it look like? And I do horribly compare to them, <laughs> which I don't know if it's because I'm new on the ads platform. Mm-hmm. Like I just started, um, I, I actually turned it off after a few days, maybe three, four days, because it looked okay. bad. But also, I'm suspecting that because I have swear words in my song, and it got flagged as inappropriate. Yeah, yeah there's like swear words, negative content that makes people emotionally distressed. <laughs> so that's why it might be more expensive, but I'm not sure because it didn't explicitly say. <laughs> Do you need to add parental advisory in the beginning? <laughs> no. Yeah, warning. There's yeah. sword stabbing and stuff. <laughs> and negativity, it's like real life. Oh no, trigger warning. Um, so then, but before we go back to the music question again, like like platform wise, right? So you're you're on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere, or like what? what do you just target something specifically, or? No, because these days it's really easy to post everywhere. So you sign up mm-hmm. for this automated distributor. Mm-hmm. It's like a website you upload your song to, then and you pay really cheap fee, like ten bucks a year, mm-hmm. and you can upload a limited amount of songs, and then okay. upload your songs to everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just just like podcasts, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But also, like, um, if you. For example, if you get a lot of streams on Spotify, then you get paid by Spotify, things mm-hmm. like that. So it like sends you your revenue. And if someone uses your song without your permission, then it, it copyright claims it and all that. Okay, nice. So Did it's someone like, steal your song already? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen sooner or later. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so just to just to like recap, so you're everywhere makes sense because you can distribute it like easily. But you like ad-wise, you targeted Russia and the UK. Uh, um, I tried worldwide as well, mm-hmm. but also I I was getting a lot of traffic from suspicious countries. I suppose what you call it, like Bangladesh, Philippines. Uh-huh. So I thought maybe that's not a good idea. Because the, a lot of people warn you that like there are a lot of bots on yeah. you know, in those countries, so you can't really mm-hmm. tell if it's real people or not. Mm-hmm. Why would the bots target you though? But yeah, I mean they target everybody. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, it, just interesting. Like from a marketing point of view, uh, but not not don't want to ask too much about this. But it's just very interesting to see like all the results. And uh, last question on the marketing part: No TikTok, right? Not. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of want to try with my second song because mm-hmm. I think there's more more opportunities for relevant memes. The first mm-hmm. song is way too dark for TikTok. Mm-hmm. The second song has parts that would work for people creating meme content. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say like from from what you told me about the second song, it's not also not a happy go lucky song. <laughs> oh, it, it is. It is. But somehow, uh, mm-hmm. my friend and cinematographer, he said this song is way darker than the first one because it's happy-go-lucky, yeah. but it's secretly dark. So he, yeah. he thought it's even darker than the other one. 
it's just like yeah you you make the people think it's happy but then they're like oh wait oh yeah which is um, probably smart. it sounds kind of like kids music right and when i was in turkey there we were in an airbnb and there were other people in the common area ish and there was this little kid that's probably like seven years old she mm -hmm. ran to my laptop when i was playing the song for uh my friend and she was like dancing in the background i was like oh i don't think you should watch this but then it was like oh she doesn't understand any english so it's fine <laughs> okay well oh. so wait wait like so, so the kids that played in the video Did they take any damage from it? Like any psychological damage from being exposed to the lyrics? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> the parents are okay with it. So I, I really made sure I said to the parents, like, these are the lyrics and it's kind of dark. Are you okay with that? And all of them said yes. Um, the, the kids in the first scenes, they're Russian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I asked the mom, like, hey, do you think the song is kind of dark? She was like, no, how is it dark? <laughs> It's all okay. Like, okay, great. And the kids that were in the 1984 parody scenes, they had to wear this creepy mask, right? So mm -hmm. I asked all of them before, like, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay mm -hmm. with wearing this creepy mask? And they were all fine. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Because, like, you know, I don't want to be the reason why some of the pe kids have like psychological damage down the road <laughs> but okay let, let's hope let's hope they're all okay um i always ask people that that, like, that i interview right no matter if musicians or sports people or whatever um i'm always curious like if they do something that, they, that they're really into right because what's the goal is the goal like making money i assume it's not um but like what's the the driving force and like what's your yeah, what's your goal with what you're doing right now i think that the main goal is to make thought-provoking music that get people to, mm -hmm. to improve how they're living their lives and find their meaning to i don't know why but i was talking to another friend about this that it's kind of like a spiritual calling in a sense okay. which is kind of weird for me because i've never felt this strongly about anything i've ever done in my life that it suddenly clicked for me that this is something i had to do in life and it's my mm -hmm. mission in life and it's so meaningful for me that i felt like um it's it's something that only i can do mm -hmm. so that i can offer real value to the world that's uniquely me because mm -hmm. i think maybe other people don't think of the way to create music like this or this kind of music or maybe they do but they don't have the the background like because i studied psychology at university and I, all the things that i read and accumulate to have this kind of message in their music and i thought it's yeah it's something that It's uniquely me that I can offer the world so that's kind mm -hmm. of I just want to do it I guess <laughs> and I, I've been questioning things lately because I came to realize that these days uh, a huge part of making music is social media like you have mm -hmm. to be on social media you have to post on Instagram all the time you should be on TikTok mm -hmm. which I'm not really yet 
And it's I'm not super happy about that because I've cut out social media for years and ha- haven't touched anything other than TikTok because it's funny, you know. I like watching <laughs> stupid animal clips <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I haven't touched Facebook or Instagram or any social media for years. And now I have to get back into it again. And I just find myself scrolling meaninglessly and wasting my time. Like oh, did, through did, random did. feeds or like clickbaity things and all that. So it's not, I don't know, I'm coming to terms with that or trying to figure out how to use social media meaningfully for my music, but also not get sorked into it. Mm-hmm. That, that's how you found the Kevin and, and Habs account on Instagram? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I follow them on TikTok. Have you watched their oh, German okay. bedtime stories? Of course, I, I follow them like all. The, I, I watch everything they post. They're hilarious. Yeah, yeah they're so Actually, good. Actually, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them on the on the podcast here too because they're they're really cool. Oh, they're um, really great! Yeah. If you interview yeah. them, you all have to wear those round glasses. <laughs> that's the plan. If they say yes, that's the that's the plan. Uh, yeah, one of they one of the guys is from Austria, from Vienna. The other guys is from Germany. Yeah, they're they're hilarious, and they do commentary for wrestling as well in the uh, German commentary. So oh. they're based in America, in the U.S., and they work for WWE and do wrestling commentary in German. That doesn't mean much to you, but because I'm a nerd and I'm a ch- child at heart, I still watch wrestling sometimes. Yeah, and so I saw I'm happy a lot it. of wrestling podcasts on, on your channel, not in general. Because I, <laughs> I, 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 I have no one to talk to, so I have to talk to the microphone about it because no, none of my friends none of my friends follows it. So, yeah, so, okay, but back to you and your not social media addiction, hopefully. <laughs> um, but it's funny that you mentioned that because yesterday in, the, in this, this media, Facebook Live podcast, whatever we have at university, right? So I'm, I'm the new media guy. I, I teach new media studies, like communication, whatever. And then my colleagues, they said they think and they hope that social media is basically the, 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 the beacon of light that can help like media coverage become independent and like that people can see the real truth of like news and so on on social media. And the guy who teaches social media, me, I was like, I don't think so. I think social media sucks right now because of like what you mentioned, the algorithm and there's only like clickbait on there because we all figure out how it works and you just try to grab the attention and so on. So I understand that you said you wanted a break from social media and I hope you succeed in using it, but then not getting sucked into it. But then if you just use it for your music, you're one of them. (laughs) You're one of them who uses it just to suck the people in. Yeah, true. I'm curious, have you been on um, WT Social? There's a, a a social media by Wikipedia careers or something and also think spot the one by peterson what what do you think of those yeah it's like there are a few more alternative ones but the wt social you had to didn't you have to register like in the beginning or like you have to say like i want an invite or whatever i think back then anyway so it took a while until i was on there um what i thought was the idea is nice of course like like the underlying idea of social media is nice anyways, right? Like back then forums and, and stuff like this, where people, Tumblr, I mean, you know it best. So <laughs> people people just really are 
that are curious and want to discuss things. That's perfect. And I think some of those new social media platforms, they start like this. But what I also experienced is that there are lots of, lots of people that would not like Jordan Peterson on there. <laughs> like they're trying to tell you what you can say, what you can't say, and, and so on. Um, so that was my first impression. But to be honest, uh, I haven't spent too much time on it. So, so maybe you have like a different or a better experience there. Um, I haven't been on it a lot either, but lately mm -hmm. I went back to ThinkSpot because I thought if mm -hmm. I have to do social media for my music, then maybe go to one that has more interesting discussions mm -hmm. <laughs> potentially. And I find that a lot of people seems much more willing to write thoughtful discussions. Mm -hmm. Like they would write long paragraphs of analysis on a post yeah. rather than just like a few, I don't know negative comments uh, at, at the poster like on youtube saying you suck or things like that mm -hmm. yeah so that it's less encouraged there right yeah. now at least so it's, it's like it's like the forums back in the 90s <laughs> yeah are nice yeah okay yeah I, I i have to admit like when i started the the podcast again here I try to use like my podcast profile, set it up like on all the socials and try to, you know, like what, what you learn, like be active, engage with people, comment and so on. But I cannot count how many times I got insulted just for commenting, like something totally normal. Like I disagree with whatever. And I'm like, you like just insults over insults. <laughs> so it's really discouraging to, to, to use social media for like, thoughtful conversation so maybe you're, you're right there, there's a spot for for this and if <laughs> there's a spot for this and if think spot is the spot then maybe that's that's a is, is it moderated i i don't think so okay cool yeah, if it works although, nice. although people can form their groups like on facebook mm -hmm. and i think those ones mm -hmm. are moderated but if you pose yeah. in a public forum then it's not okay Cool. Yeah, nice. Let, let's hope that that works out. Okay, so you're using ThinkSpot to write analytical comments about something to get people to check out your music? Kinda. <laughs> so Kinda. I've been, okay. I think, I don't know, because another theory is also that people who might like my music or appreciate the way that I write music yeah. more is people who like to think and discuss things or mm -hmm. more of a philosopher type than the go dance at a nightclub type <laughs> although I've done both <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I think that maybe if I write interesting comments and they might check out my profile because I in in the in my social media media name I would say Tamlin which is my artist name and dash mm -hmm. thought-provoking music Mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay. I don't know if yeah. that work or not. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Okay. We we check back in with you then in a year when you're super famous, um, <laughs> and amongst amongst that audience at least. <laughs> Maybe I'll get cancelled for using children in my video inappropriately. <laughs> Although my third no. song is about the cancel culture, so I have a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> That should be perfect on the Jordan Peterson platform, though. <laughs> the cancel culture yeah. thing. 
Did, did, did you experience cancel culture already somehow? With me? No. Yeah. Okay. No, I think my fan base, which half of them are my friends, <laughs> are still <laughs> positive and encouraging. Okay. <laughs> I hope family and friends are okay. Fair enough. Okay. I just thought may maybe while you were active on some platform, someone tried to say, hey, you shouldn't be saying this. But nice that it's that not the case. So not, not everybody um, is experiencing those, those, those bad things, which is nice. Um, I'm trying... I'm trying again to find another smooth segue because back then when we discussed doing this, you said you have like two talking points. One is your music, of course. And now I'm trying to find a, a segue to the second one. Yeah. Uh, one of the topics I want to talk about, well, which I mentioned to you is Afghanistan or what's happening yeah. there. Yeah. Sorry. There's like a wash that landed on my laptop. <laughs> Okay, it's like right on your face. Uh, okay, um, I'm just gonna. It, okay, it left. <laughs> um, back to the topic because one part of my my first song, I was inspired. Or at the time, I was writing it. I was thinking about religious violence yeah. um, as an inspiration and as a discussion point to make people think about like extreme dogmatism or how people use religious to justify violence against other humans, whether it's, well, any religion or even a cult, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time I was writing, I don't think I was inspired by a, like a specific incident, although it was still happening like... Um, recently Afghanistan and before that was uh, the Palestines and Israel, although there's a lot of other political issues, but it's also religious inspired and it's still happening today. And it's crazy to think that war, like literal war, killing someone is still happening in certain parts of the world where it's It's not really imaginable what it would be like for me or for us, I suppose. Yeah, so it's one one of the things I want listeners to think about, although I guess it can't ever get to Taliban because they ban music. <laughs> <laughs> But interestingly, I was thinking about it a lot that all religions have some kind of music. Like even mm -hmm. the Taliban Islam, when they do their praying, it sounds musical. Yeah, and so, music mm -hmm. has that kind of influence on you that makes it feel more like a religious, a spiritual experience or something bigger than themselves and any kind of melody, even like praying in a Buddhist monk's chanting or the Islamic chanting kind of has that music in it. So it was strange that they banned music, although I guess they don't think on that level. <laughs> They probably thought about the lyrics and that there's like no no controversial lyrics or that there are no, I know, women singing or I don't know what, what something along yeah. those lines, I would assume. Because I think they thought of music as purely entertainment or like mindless yeah, exactly. entertainment, maybe. In mm -hmm. If you were to give them well, points for being reasonable. <laughs> uh, well, not really, yeah. but I mean... Uh, they could think of music as just 
mindless entertainment, but there's music that right. is used for other things throughout history, like religious kind of music or mm-hmm. cultural music to express certain rituals of things like that. It's not mm-hmm. just relaxation. Yeah. True, true, yeah. And it's actually, I mean, it's not funny, but it's like good timing right now because it's, we just had like the anniversary of 9-11. Is the anniversary the right the right term? I'm not sure, like the, yeah. the 20 years since, since 9-11 happened, um, which basically was then the trigger, the invasion of, of Afghanistan back, t- back then. Um, and yeah, since you, I mean, you brought it up, like thinking about how like people are dying and so on. To be, for me, like actually the 9-11 was the first time where I, grew up like emotionally like when you saw it and you're like people do this to each other like really like it's not just history it's actually happening and it's happening now up until now like you said with like palestine uh, israel and now um then maybe afghanistan again and so on so yeah i think that's a good point that like people should sometimes think about it uh yesterday like one of my the german news outlets i follow they posted like um hey guys it's like a news outlet for younger younger audience um and they're like hey so to, it's 9-11 um what do you what do you remember and most people younger audience commented like yeah terrible but i have no feelings towards that because i i, I wasn't old enough to understand it and it's like wow you have no feelings towards 9-11 what the hell um so sometimes maybe sitting back and just thinking about what actually happens um maybe even right now in, in afghanistan again i think should be something that we do more often but Thanks to how the media works, um, the media doesn't want us to to sit back and think about stuff because if you sit back and think about stuff, then you don't click and you don't generate value, money for them. So that's, <laughs> I think, one of the main the main issues um, out there. But Yeah, I yeah, saw your people... podcast about really clickbaity titles. I mean, if it, mm-hmm. if it works, it's great, right? But I mean, I also think about whether it translates into any action, like... People yeah. read a clickbaity content and do they donate to charity as actually helping yeah. or anything? Or is it just oh, another scrolling kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. By the way, that's also interesting because you said, like, if you want to give the Taliban something for being reasonable, um, I think what they're doing well, and I mean, I use this this word like loosely right now, doing well, but like, they learned from back then, right? Like back then before 90, 96 or I don't know when it was, like they were just like banning everything and killing everybody. Um, and now they're like, hey, we want to establish some working relations with, with you guys, with like Germany, with like different countries, with Thailand, whatever. They're using social media somewhat. Like I think their, spokes, their spokes guy is on Twitter, I believe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which led to huge outrage, of course, because he's on Twitter, Donald Trump is banned and so on. Um, but so... They learned also that they have to use the media, which is interesting and also a little bit scary. Yeah, like they know how to manipulate the media and also cancel or hide certain things from their own population, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it's scary, as you said. And someone who controls the media can influence exactly. everyone in the country, Exactly. That's why media literacy is so important. Uh, that was like you no know, uh, connection to yesterday's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is also, like, you, 
like you said, if, if someone controls the media, like, cause then eventually the population, they don't know that the media is like controlled, biased and so on. And they just believe whatever they see. Right. So then, I mean, that's basically like what's gonna happen and what's, what happens in other countries already. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I listened to, that's what, what I want to mention. I listened to one podcast called flagrant two, like named after flagrant fouls in basketball, like a very hard foul. So they, they're like comedians. Um, Andrew Schultz is the guy who runs it. And usually it's a comedic podcast, but they said, okay, because Taliban happening right now. So they actually had a guest out of Kabul calling into the podcast, like a journalist in Kabul. And they're like, Hey man, we hear so many things. Like, tell us you're in Kabul right now. Like, how's it going? And he was, he was explaining like, Oh, it's everything quite normal. I'm going out and buying stuff. Like, yeah, there are guys with, with like guns everywhere, but they're not doing anything. And so I'm thinking, all right, I, I know which side you're on. Uh, so they're using even even like this podcast medium already to their advantage, which is, again, scary, impressive, like crazy. Right. So before the podcast, the interviewers didn't know much about that guy? Or? I think they found, I, I'm not sure how they are connected with him. Like he used to, st I just know that like he intro they introduced him and he's used to study in the U.S., but then he went back to, to Afghanistan um, but how they knew each other, I'm not sure, to be honest. But it was just interesting to hear him say, like, how things aren't that bad right now. Which, I mean, but then again, who are you going to believe, right? That guy and who might be in, like, cahoots with the Taliban? Or do you believe CNN, who benefits from us clicking on it and being in panic? Difficult. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really see openly. Or maybe, I guess, some journalists could have a hidden camera somewhere that would tell you what's really going on that we don't really, well, we haven't really seen that. Right. Probably very dangerous to do that. Like if, if you would try that as a journalist, it would probably very, be very dangerous for you and your, your family. I, I assume. Hmm. Okay. Now, now we, we can, now we can quite dark, like just <laughs> like your music. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I guess sometimes it's important to, think about dark topics or mm -hmm. dark parts of the history so that we don't repeat that. Um, like, mm -hmm. I guess, to segue, there are certain parts of the world that doesn't teach about um, past wars or well, what happened mm -hmm. in World War II or things like that to, I guess, not get people to think about it or maybe mm -hmm. to rewrite history as a winner or to not offend children or scare them like censor censorship in a kind of overly protective way mm -hmm. so yeah it, it it exists even in school system that the lessons that are taught are, are controlled like the media Stop talking about Thailand here. <laughs> I'm not talking about Thailand, actually. I'm I was thinking about the U.S. because I listened to someone oh, okay. recently saying that they know um, a school that doesn't teach about the Nazi in that school. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't Weird. know why. It, it's just that that lesson is that World War Two was glossed over and never really discussed. Oh, you you would think like German schools would try this, but in German schools, 
that's all you hear about in history classes. Like for five years straight, you just <laughs> hear how how bad you how bad you are, how bad your 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 people are, and that you like just the, the bad things that happen. Because I mean, of course, you should know it, right? So it's, that's crazy that even the U.S. who are the the, the winners that that even they would ignore that and like oh, it didn't happen. Huh. Yeah. Like no, no faith in education anymore. I think in the U.S. it's probably more like, oh, we shouldn't teach children scary things. Mm. Probably with the what's going on there now culturally. <laughs> I, are you are you hating now on your former <laughs> host country where you spend so much time during the pandemic? <laughs> I appreciate the free vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh God! Shall we? No, we, we don't talk about vaccines, are we? Um, ha, any side effects from your vaccination at, at no, all? No, no, just sore How arm the, where the needle went in, and that's it. That's the microchip, right? <laughs> microchip, you. Uh, <laughs> new new world order, and so on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Okay, now I have to ask, but let's just keep this short. But I just want to know, like, while you were there, because like all the conspiracy theories that are coming out in regards to the vaccine and so on, they seem to come out of America, out of the US. Did, did you, did you, have you been exposed to any more conspiracies while you were there? Uh, not really, but also like okay. we, well, we only met our group of friends, which are pretty liberal. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't really like go on the street and talk to random people what about what they thought. So I don't really <laughs> okay, know okay. the the other side. Maybe you should go on the street and let people listen to your music, though, like guerrilla <laughs> marketing, like randomly. Hey, listen to this. <laughs> I wonder if that works. If I just like go into a. In the middle of a busy market or something and just yeah. start <laughs> And then you see their faces turning like pale, like getting like sad and depressed. <laughs> They're like, it works. It works. <laughs> okay. If you ever do this, uh, I want some credits, but I don't, I don't think you can do this in Thailand. Though, unfortunately. I'll tell everyone that it's your idea. <laughs> They're all complaining with me. Nice, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, but now that you're that you're back in Thailand, so I think you have to do remote marketing. I assume you can you can do this, unfortunately. But maybe if your friends also go abroad, you just make them do it. I st I think it would be hilarious. Okay, may but maybe that's just me. Uh, <laughs> let's move on from my terrible marketing ideas and we are close to wrapping things up because oh, it's yeah. been an hour already. Oh, wow. Um, I, I have a question but, I wanted to ask since I watched yeah. your podcast about like the clickbaity title mm. of Afghanistan News. Um, I wonder if you looked into any research paper. Because like, now I was just thinking if news are all like that now, our research paper titles also super clickbaity now. Like, this, a... the result of this research will change you forever. <laughs> um, so I, I haven't researched research papers, but since I'm working on a research in this regard, so I checked papers that, are, that have done something in this regard. Um, and... I haven't noticed actively, but now that you say it, the research paper titles definitely become more like, if I can say it in academics, like more catchy. Like when I wrote my my master thesis back then, like decades ago, like 
an average research paper title would be like super long, right? Yeah, like very specific. You're taught to write as boring as possible, (laughs) (laughs) boringly descriptive. (laughs) Right, exactly. And now I think it's the average research title, at least in, in the area that I'm in, like media research. I think they are getting like more more catchy, if I can say that. But while I wanted to hate on it, now that you said it. If I think about how boring most research papers are, but okay, because they're research papers, but also how boring like conferences are, academic conferences are the worst. Uh, it's, it's so boring. So maybe it's actually a good thing that they're becoming more clickbaity. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to think about what's interesting to look at. But if it's then only for the keywords, of course, it's also, it's also uh, not good. Yeah. But yes, interesting. By the way, um, in this regard, my colleague, um, she prepared um, for our podcast yesterday where we talked about literacy. And she said she researched for a few hours. She analyzed headlines on like different newspapers about Afghanistan and so on. And what she found was that she's from China, so she focused on Chinese news media and then American news media. She said in Chinese news media, most um, articles are more about like e- the economic impact and things like this uh, in regards to Afghanistan because China is so close to Afghanistan. They don't want any trouble there, so they're not highlighting any big issues there because they wanted to calm down, to stay calm, to keep doing business and so on. Uh, while most American-based newspapers, they went for the emotional thing like women's rights and children's abused and, and things like this. So she said there was a big like difference in like how global media portrays it so just to also add this to because it, mm. it just fits what we discussed right now very interesting right but are, are there also typically really clickbaity headlines in china um she said depends on on the on the outlet but there there also are yes um i forgot the name she mentioned like one or two outlets i but i i have to i can let you know privately i have to check because she just mentioned it like verbally, so I couldn't I couldn't really get it the Chinese name, um, but I can I can check this again. Yeah, so there there are two, but she said like topic wise it's all rather similar though. Right. Yeah. So yeah, again the media um, terrible yet necessary and hopefully beneficial for what you're doing though. <laughs> hopefully, in so a, I, I'm, a a useful way that's not. Um, mindless entertainment, hopefully. Hey, may, may, maybe you're like on the forefront now of changing things. Oh God, I was about to wrap it up, but now that I said it, I, I have to ask you. I have to, I have to ask you one thing. We're we're in Thailand, right? Um, one of us is Thai, and um, the other has been living here forever. Have you seen the most anticipated music video launch in history? The Lisa one? Yeah, of course. Oh, what, yeah. What, what, what? <laughs> my mom, mindless my mom sent it to me. <laughs> as soon as I landed, she was like, did you watch Lisa yet? I'm like, I just landed. <laughs> Your mom is the target audience. Nice. Uh, yeah, everybody loves, here, loves her here, right? Um, from a professional musician's point of view that doesn't do mindless entertainment, <laughs> what, do we think, what do we think about it? I mean, I think she's a a really skilled dancer, but I don't really like that type of song. But I do, I, like I do think positive. she's actually good at dancing, like way better than a lot of K-pop dancers, at least. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what I can you say. You about the music. <laughs> the music itself, I find that it's very weird that half the song is her saying her own name. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it's weird. Like, there have been others like Jason Derulo or Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. I mean, it can sound cool. <laughs> I. I mean, I'm not a professional, but I, I, co I couldn't watch it until the end of the video. I hated it that much. And I don't want to hate on Blackpink and Lisa and so on uh, because all power to, to them because they know how to use the media, right? I mean, they're doing, it, they're doing everything right. Um, I found it funny that I asked you about, like, how do you like the music? And you're like, she's a good dancer. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but also, I think I was, I watched to the end, but I, okay. I was intrigued throughout the whole video because I think, the Korean music video, they master attention catching by changing yes. the set and the costume like 20 yeah. times in one video. So it's like, oh, new set, oh, new set, oh. Like you just keep, you stay watching to the end because you keep seeing so many changes. Yeah, right. Uh, well, in, not in, in that case, it didn't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was... Uh, okay, now all my students are going to try to cancel me if anyone listens to this down the road. Um, but what, what I found annoying was that it was so obvious to me that they try to use like all all the, the, the styles that are successful right now in pop music and they just mesh it all together. Like, I mean, obviously the K-pop stuff, but then also like this short r rap part is kind of like Cardi B style and like the high voice, like just rapping very fast. I'm like, I see what you're doing and I'm not impressed. And <laughs> that was just like... That's why, what I, why I hated it. Not necessarily just because it sounded terrible, but like a yeah, the, the the beat isn't what 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 caught my attention. But then like seeing like how they mix all those things together, I'm like I know what you're doing. It's not working. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, but I think but, they they master popularity or like virality, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm about to segue again. <laughs> I don't know. If we should do another podcast. I mean, maybe you can cut this into three different podcasts. But sure, yeah. Okay, let me segue for a bit. Is that I, I kept seeing more and more AI that write music now. Yeah. And AI are really good at analyzing what's popular and what's catchy. And I think her kind of music is what an AI can easily make that yeah. will be viral. So I think in the future, maybe that type of pop stars would be replaced by AI and AI generated mm -hmm. um, star idol. Yeah. I, I think that's going to happen sooner than later, to be honest. Like, I mean, there are AI generated influencers already, like in, in, in China, I believe. Um, so I, I don't see this being too far um, off, to be honest. Funny that you say it because yesterday I actually, another research project of mine is like using AI um, so I, I check out like AI content content writers, basically. Um, so the tools that write content for you, you just tell them the keyword, maybe like a few bullet points, and then they write like a 5,000 words article for you. Um, I'm checking out right now, like how this ranks in search engines and how this triggers like actual user response or if it triggers user response and so on. Um, and I tried it yesterday, I started yesterday uh, with like articles that usually trigger lots of responses and the articles that the AI wrote and I tested three different AI tools, it was unfortunately quite impressive. 
<laughs> I, 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 I had one article on feminism because I'm like, okay, feminism triggers. Like Jordan Peterson feminism, that triggers, definitely. So I'm trying this. I only typed in the hashtag, the, the, the tag feminism. It came out with like the history, um, important, important, I don't know, historical events for feminists, quotes about uh, feminist figures. Yeah, don't tell my students. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like I'm curious though. Like, did you run it through a pagerized pagerism checker? Because I'm, um, I'm curious yes. if it copy paste paragraphs and something else. Uh, so yeah, I tried. Um, I, I used like the plagiarism tool that we have at uni. Um, so the the free version, as you could expect, the, the free version. Um, a, a, was like triggering the plagiarism um, tool. So it, it just apparently just rearranges like words and sentences and so on. And not in a, in, in, in a great way because the plagiarism checker still detect, detected it. Um, there's one premium tool uh, that didn't trigger the checker. So I'm going to try this again. I'm going to keep trying for a while because the research might take a while to see the ranking in search results and so on. Um, but yeah, that, so the, the premium tool that makes you pay right up front, that didn't trigger. And I'm curious, like, how they do that. Mm. And that's scary. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that expensive. Like, it's like, I don't know, $19 per month or something. Oh, wow. So, so you can type in yeah. any topic and then it would write. So I... I I haven't tried like that many yet, but I I didn't pick one from a list. I just typed in the topic that I thought of. Like they have some some lists of like sustainable, eco-friendly, whatever. But I didn't try it. I just typed in like the feminism part, and then some sports stuff too, just to check. But sports is easy. Um, but yeah, no, it didn't it didn't trigger the plagiarism checker, wow. which is interesting. Now yeah. I want to use it for my company. <laughs> we can <laughs> yeah. generate more blog content. <laughs> Hey, they have like, they have, they, they use everything. Like they have like, you can check what you want, like blog post or um, landing page or um, a product description and newsletter, use the IDA model, use different kinds of marketing models. And then they write it in, in that structure. It's with call to action and everything. Wow. It's insane. I think you should get a, yeah, a sponsorship uh, for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Go on AI podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to say that it's scary, but it sounded like an like an ad right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I, sponsored I by it, sponsored by the thing that will replace my job. <laughs> exactly, that that makes all students get A's. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but it was just like I I had to mention after you mentioned AI. So yeah, so that's but it's even more crazy that it works for music because I mean written content okay, but music still needs to make make sense on different levels. That's crazy. Yeah, because if if the most popular music video in the last week has lyrics that half the song is just her name, then <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> easy, right? Yeah. But then you can also see, okay, this song was written by an AI. Maybe this, this happened to Lisa's song. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, they had AI like a few years ago, write um, books, right? What was it? Game of Thrones or something that they finished? It wasn't great, I believe, like like back when, when, when they had like the, the, the TV show Game of Thrones and the books weren't finished. Mm. They had like AI, like as, a, as an experiment, finish it. And it sounded okay-ish, but not great. But yeah, so it's I mean, obviously came leaps and bounds. Mm. But it probably cannot replace thought-provoking music. Hopefully not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs>
So, but okay, so 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 before we wrap things up again, <laughs> since we're now down, since we're down that road, right? I mean, since we now, since you took us down that road, so I'm I'm shifting blame to you. Um, in because you you like, I mean, not a nerd nerd, but you like you're open to like nerdiness, right? I mean, I I would like, call myself a nerd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I just didn't want to call I, your name. I okay. don't generally look like the stereotypical one. Although, what's ter- stereotypical these days? <laughs> exactly. Let's not stereotype because then this leads us to being cancelled. But what I wanted to ask you is, um, how open are you to those, to those things? Are you like, hey, AI for music? Nah, what, what the hell? That's that's my area of expertise. I don't want AI in there. Or just like variables and tracking and your phone listening to you and whatnot. Like, how do you feel about all those things? Uh, I think I am curious to see. Although I think mm-hmm. these days... It- like I mentioned, it would be great for the viral kind of pop. Mm-hmm. I don't know about other songs. Although I've I've seen an AI that uh, learned all the Bach music and wrote something mm-hmm. that sounds like it could be written by Bach. So okay, maybe it's more and oh. more impressive. But like even currently. When I produce music, I use some AI. Oh, um, it's not r- true AI, of course, but like machine learning that helps. Because um, uh, I don't know if you know how, about mixing, the process of mixing. So you produce, like you compose and play all the instruments, yep. then you mix, which is yep. when you turn up and down the volumes of different tracks, like yep. the main vocal, the harmonies, all the instrumentals. And uh, then you would kind of tweak the frequencies so they don't sit on top of each other. Like mm-hmm. if you want the lead vocal to stand out, then you have to turn down the, the exact same frequency as of the lead vocal in other tracks. Mm-hmm. And now there's like an AI tool that does that automatically. Which when I did music years ago, when you interviewed me, that didn't exist. So I was doing that manually and it was so much work and it still sounded bad. And now I just ran it through this plugin and it did everything. It sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that. Okay, uh, follow-up question before we wrap it up. (laughs) Um, Since you, because I, I watched this Netflix documentary on like pop music. Did you watch that? Probably not. Okay, so that was kind of cool. So I always watched it like when I was working out at home, like it's like an uh, 45 minutes each or so. And they have like one topic per episode. Like for example, one episode is Britpop, the emergence of Britpop. And then another episode is, I know, the emergence of punk rock. And one was Autotune. And yesterday in the car when I was driving back, I just listened to JC, DOA, Death of Autotune. <laughs> and I was I was just curious now that you mentioned like AI and so on, like, like, are you, you said like it's cool that it's so easy, but like the, all the musicians that back then, they were super mad at autotune and like how, was it TI, right? TI used autotune like to a crazy extent and became super famous for autotune and all his friends and contemporaries, they hated on him. And like he said in an interview, Usher told him he killed pop music uh, and they used to be friends. So now I just wonder like you embracing this, um, but do you see how others like might say, hey, wait, it's much better if you do it like by hand because it shows your skills? Or what are, what are your thoughts on this? 
Uh, I You're think like, the only people who hate on auto tune is they haven't produced music. <laughs> okay. Because even I use it to some extent. No. <laughs> no, but I I think everybody does that produce music. Or you have to clean up the vocal, right? Like at least you yeah. you clean up your saliva, mouth smacking noises. You clean up your s's because otherwise it's gonna sound like constantly. So the the tools that clean those up and the tools that like you can drag up and down your tone. Mm-hmm. So if you sing something a little off or something like that, then you can change it. But like mm-hmm. the the people who do it to, um, well, some people would do it stylistically that it sounds exactly like auto tuning that is a style, mm-hmm. or people that do it a little bit so it still sound very realistic and you don't adjust things a lot, but only a certain off notes. So I I do that mm-hmm. like it. I think it saves a lot of time because you can either sing something twenty times so you get exactly the right tune. Right. for the whole sentence or you just sing it like twice and you think oh everything's good except this one note so i'm just gonna move this one note later mm-hmm. okay that, that, that makes sense <laughs> you don't need to sound like chair at the end right so that that that, that makes sense um Okay, just as an FYI, I don't see you right now because it tells me your video has been disabled due to internet quality issues. But uh, it's still recording you. It's still recording your video, so I it should be fine. I still see myself. Okay, yeah, I see myself <laughs> too. So it's recording. It's recording on your computer, anyways, and then it's going to upload uh, to the platform. So oh, no problem. I think it's kicking us off. We've been talking too long. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe okay. I have, I have, I have two more questions uh, okay. now that we talked about. Like, I can see you again. I have two more questions. Um, Actually, no, one question, and then the last one is like, I'm just going to uh, ask you for uh, your final last words, as always, because um, that's the one thing I kept from way back then. But the one thing I wanted to know, musical-wise, because right now a big debate apparently in the U.S., CLB or Donda, Where, which team are we on? I don't actually know. Am okay. I kicked off the platform now? Yeah, now, now, you're, now you're not cool. I'm not Gen uh, Z, unfortunately. Me neither, but it's Drake versus, Kanye, it's Drake versus Kanye. So that that's the, the debate apparently right now, who's better, because they both released albums at a similar time. Oh, yeah, uh, that's why I've been hearing Kanye a lot recently. Do you do you like this, this kind of music? Uh, I, I used to like, Kanye or some of the his music oh, when yeah. I was in university mm-hmm. there was this album that was Graduation. super popular I don't remember the name anymore <laughs> yeah, but no worries yeah yeah some of it is interesting although I don't listen to rap mm-hmm. much okay so yeah, I'm in so then I don't, I don't, need, I don't even need to ask you about Drake, okay, no, no, no problem. <laughs> I only know he's Canadian and very nice, so. <laughs> yeah. Just because he's Canadian. <laughs> okay, stereotyping uh, 101 now. Okay, let's not stereotype any further. Let's wrap things up un- until, unless unless you have another segue. Do you have another segue? Uh, not, not right now. Okay, then, <laughs> let's, then oh, let's not well, I guess one, one question is that I was kind of surprised that you don't have an intro because you know all the podcasts, all the YouTube channel kind of have an intro like, 
Hey, hey, hi everybody. My name is Sasha Funk. Welcome to the Funk It podcast. <laughs> And you have that yeah, like intro line, you know. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I feel awkward doing this. <laughs> so I, you just I'm, start. You, 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 you know me personally. You know I'm awkward with people. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's like, hey, everyone. Yeah, at least I try on my channel <laughs> to, hey. to be like the humans. <laughs> Yeah, it's so hard though. It's it's really hard to be like humans. I mean, one of the main reasons why I do podcasts now is because I want to improve. Because I know I'm awkward doing those things, and that's the main reason why I do it. Because, like, I mean, way back when we when we first met, right, and we we went to like those those meetup events on those, those like entrepreneurships, whatever meetups and stuff. I mean, we both had like a similar outlook in regards. Like, we both hate it. We hate networking, but we need to do it. So, we, because only if you do it, you get better at it. And that's what like public speaking and podcasting is for me. That's also oh. like when I go to conferences, I'm like, I hate it. I don't want to talk to people, but that's why I do it. So, I mean, but maybe I should copy you and should should be like a, hey, welcome to. Oh, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Wrapping things up, but by the way, because you mentioned it now, like so, I'm I'm re I'm I'm relaunching my personal website right now. Um, so I'm going hopefully this coming week, and there's like I used like a layout that I like, and then I have like space for a tagline, and I'm like, what's my tagline? Funk it up, <laughs> do it with fun, <laughs> and it's feel, it feels so awkward, you know. <laughs> but I need something, but it feels so awkward, so. I'm gonna try and copy you in regards to how to be more human. Do you have a catchphrase? My tagline for my psychology website is "How to Human." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay, li link to "How to Human" then uh, below in the description, of course. Uh, Everyone, everyone, everyone who listens to or watches or listens to this podcast probably enjoys that because they're also not human. I Now assume. they're wondering if we're AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can see I'm not AI because my shirt is changing colors. I'm sweating because I turned off the AC because the AC is too noisy in my old building. Oh, I didn't notice that until <laughs> you said it, and now everyone does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a filter later. No one's gonna say see it anymore. I'm gonna add a filter with flowers. Okay, but now before we segue to something else, like wrapping things up, and since you're like a fan of taglines and intros and outros, I'm just gonna throw the ball into your court. Final last words. Make it good ones. That's gonna, that's the one that's gonna be on the IG post. The quote. Oh no. Final last words. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. no. <laughs> um, I I don't know, man. I was gonna say, let's funk it at fuck it, because <laughs> now I'm in fuck it, like how the foreigners like to say it, so we can <laughs> funk it at and, fuck it. <laughs> and we're censored now. Now getting demonetized oh, no. and so on. <laughs> um, funk it podcast where we try to be human. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic uh all right I'm, i'm i'm gonna obviously link to all your things in case in case um people are wondering where they can find you so it's all like like all your social media is now now tamlin right yeah tamlin songs okay. tamlin songs okay we'll link to all of those platforms which will be ig and um facebook ish but i'm okay, not really okay. on it 
I'm on IG a lot. Uh, okay, so we will. Okay. Spotify, okay, YouTube, IG, Spotify, Apple okay, YouTube. Music, Chesam. You can Chesam my music too. <laughs> okay, that's kind of so, cool that you, you that people can find you on Chesam when they don't know the song, but <laughs> they're like, hey, that's cool. like hmm, what's okay. that song that I listened to and kind of made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I can I sing your song to to Google and it will find it? I don't know. I haven't tried. You try this for your TikTok. There you go. Welcome. <laughs> See, I'm giving you your idea. Okay. Sing my song. <laughs> awesome. I think we just cut it off here right now. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for making the time. Thanks for having fast internet. That was nice. Yeah. I appreciate it. Okay. Next time we do it, hopefully in person. Sure. Let, thanks for then. inviting me to this and extending it for a long time and letting me segue multiple times. <laughs> Anytime. We should do this like every six years or so. 